0: Good to see everybody, and uh, this morning uh, we're going to finish our series on the names of God. Next week we start a series on come to the table, come to the table. You know, it's amazing how many things happen around a table in the Bible, and so we're going to talk about that, and one day we're going to gather around the table up in heaven for that... uh, supper up in heaven we're excited about that i want to before i jump into the message today i just want to say a thank you thank you thank you to everybody Uh, I've received so many cards, so much encouragement. I appreciate all the birthday well wishes. I hit the 65, or I hit the 65. And so anyway, that's always exciting. And there were some people that gave me a couple over the hill stuff, over the hill stuff. And and again, I think you have to laugh about getting older, all right? If, If you don't laugh, you cry. But I I was kind of excited to turn 65, all right? But I I just want to share with you one of my over 65 gifts, all right? This is the one that it says, Over the Hill Bubble Bath. (laughs) And it's a a can of uh, Bush's uh, beans. And so if you're not sure what that means, find somebody older on the way out and they'll tell you, all right? So anyway, I thought that was very creative. You won't find this in Walmart, by the way, all right? But you can make up a gift to give somebody. So anyway, I appreciate everything, all the puns, all the encouragement. I tell people, and this is the honest truth, I mean, I feel appreciated 12 months out of the year. This church is one of the most amazing churches ever. And I think every, every pastor probably feels that way, but it really is true here. And so I love you guys. I just appreciate all the imprint that you have in my heart and my life. So today we're going to finish up our series on the names of God, and this really is my most favorite name, all right? Every time I preach, I say, this is my favorite name, but this one really is my favorite name, all right? And we've been singing about that name most of the morning, and so I think you'll recognize it. In English, it's the name Jesus, and so the Hebrew of that is Yeshua. Everybody say Yeshua. That's the Hebrew, and the Greek is Jesus, Jesus. Everybody say Jesus, all right? And so these are the, three of the names for Jesus, by the way. So we obviously in the English use Jesus, but in the Hebrew, I don't believe uh, Joseph and Mary said, hey, Jesus, come to lunch. I don't think they, I don't think they called him Jesus because that's an English name. I think they used Yeshua, all right? That's just my opinion, I think he grew up as a Hebrew in the, in the Jewish culture and I think they probably called him Yeshua. By the way, there were a lot of Yeshuas when Jesus lived. And they've even found uh, dozens of caves over in Israel where inscribed were people named Yeshua. So there it was a very very common name in the, in the day of Jesus. This name Yeshua, all right? So the, the name Jesus, which is our English word for that, is found over a thousand times in the New Testament. Now, if you look it up in the Greek, the Greek word is Jesus, all right? And so that's the word that you'll find in the Greek. So if you call him Jesus, call him Jesus, call him Yeshua, I believe it's all the same, all right? So the name means Yahweh saves. His name means Yahweh saves. In the Old Testament, again, the Hebrew would be Yeshua. And if you were to translate Yeshua into English, you would get Joshua, all right? So Joshua, the name Joshua in the Old Testament has the exact same meaning as the name Jesus. Alright, so Joshua is found about 216 times in the Old Testament, and his name means Yahweh saves. Alright, so this morning we're going to look at that particular name. But because there are so many people named Yeshua, obviously they had to distinguish this Yeshua from all the other Yeshua's. By the way, the name Jesus in the various languages around the world. All are a little bit different, but no matter what language you're speaking it in, it still has power. Now Elaine, from, uh, originally from Russia, and I asked her up there on the left, right in the middle there, is the Russian word for Jesus. I said, does that look right? And she said yes. And so again, Jesus is called different things in different countries, but again, it's the same person as long as we're addressing God. So how did they distinguish Jesus or Yeshua from all the other Yeshua's? Have you ever thought about in the Bible, they would add some names to Jesus? And so one of the names he was referred to as Jesus of Nazareth, all right? So that would distinguish him from all the other Yeshua's that lived during his day. And so the word Nazareth appears 29 times in the Bible, and most of those are connected to Jesus. How many of you ever remember him being called Jesus of Nazareth, all right? So again, that's distinguishing him from the other people named Yeshua. Here in Mark 10, uh, when Bartimaeus heard uh, that it was Jesus of Nazareth that would distinguish him from the others, he knew it was somebody that he wanted to see. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. But the thing that caught his attention was when they said that, that's Yeshua of Nazareth. So they knew that it was the right one that he was wanting to speak. By the way, even the demons, interestingly enough, even the demons referred to him as Jesus of Nazareth. The Bible says here in Luke chapter 4, a man with an unclean spirit cried out, Let us alone! What have we to do with you? And by the way, this guy was in the synagogue. How many of you think that would be a creepy Sunday? So Jesus is in church, a guy hollers out, Let us alone! I mean, it would have to be one of those weird Sundays. He says, What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Even the demons refer to him as Jesus of Nazareth. They knew who he was, the Holy One of God. But yet Jesus did not permit the demons to speak and to, and to share who he was. Another word that's connected to Jesus that, again, distinguishes him from every other Jesus or Yeshua is the name, as the, as the title, Christ. How many of you have ever heard Jesus Christ? All right. So again, the word Christ... Is found 555 times in the New Testament, and almost every one of those is connected to Jesus. And the word Christ, Christos, means the anointed one. So Jesus is referred to as Yeshua Christ, Christos, the anointed one. All right. So that name is together quite often. One example of that in Romans 1:1, when Paul is writing, Paul says, a bond servant of Jesus Christ called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel. So sometimes he's referred to as Jesus of Nazareth. Sometimes he's referred to as Jesus Christ. But again, it's just kind of distinguishing him from all the other Yeshua's of that day. And sometimes they even combine the two. Here's an example in Acts chapter 3. When Peter was talking to the lame man who had been laid at the temple, he said this, silver and gold I do not have, But what I have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And so he used both of those, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Have you ever in your prayer time, I mean, sometimes now I find myself praying in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I mean, now, God knows who we're talking about, but every once in a while I still add that in just to throw that out so not only heaven but all of hell would know exactly who we're talking about i love the scripture in philippians chapter 2 where paul says it really is a name above every other name there is no other name that can compare to Jesus. That's because he humbled himself like nobody's ever been humbled. He came from heaven to earth. He humbled himself to be obedient to the cross and literally was put in a grave. So he humbled himself and because of that Paul, Paul says God has exalted him and given him a name above every name. Let's read what it says in Philippians 2. Would you join me? Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So Paul says one day every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I want you to know, and even though in our world there are a lot of people opposed to Jesus, one day, the Bible says, every knee will bow before God, every tongue will have to confess that Jesus, Yeshua, is Lord. We serve a mighty God. That's why he's been given a name above every name. And I love how Paul says here, whether it's those in heaven, those on earth, or those under the earth, that name has power. That name has clout. Now you can go to somebody and say, hey, hey Satan, I'm a Baptist. And he'll say, big deal. Hey, I go to the Ridge Church. Double big deal. But I'm going to tell you, when you go in the name of Jesus, It has clout, whether it's in heaven, earth, under the earth. The name of Jesus has power. You I remember a few years back, several years back, somebody was having, I almost think they were demonic nightmares. I mean, they were just really, really having a problem. They were just having demonic nightmares. They couldn't sleep, and they were just wore out. And so they came to me for some advice. Now, I'm not a counselor. But one thing I know, one good word of advice is Jesus. One thing I know for sure, if they were demonic dreams, what I told them is, hey, I want you to take a, a Jesus bumper sticker, put it at the, on your headboard. Put a Jesus bumper sticker on the head, headboard, get a Jesus yard sign, put it over there by your bed. Open your Bible up over the threshold of your door to the, a passage about Jesus, and I want you just to go to bed tonight saying, Jesus... Jesus, Jesus. Honestly, within just a short time, they were able to sleep. I'm just telling you, there's something powerful about the name of Jesus. I mean, it's a name, I kind of call it a cosmic credit card. It's good in three worlds. It's good in heaven, it's good on earth, it's good under the earth. And I put Charlie Cobb down here. Is Charlie here? Charlie, Charlie's not here. Oh, here he is over there, Charlie, up in the balcony. So anyway, I put Charlie. If you remember last week, Charlie Cobb came down. and announced that he had just given his heart and life to Jesus. Here's a picture of Charlie. Eight years old. Yeah, yeah. So they sent me over a couple pictures of Charlie to pick from. A couple of them had him in Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs. I, I, I skipped those. I don't know why. But anyway. I use this one, I love Charlie. But I want to tell you, eight years old, when he gives his heart to Jesus, as an eight-year-old, I want to tell you, if he uses the name of Jesus as an eight-year-old, he has cloud in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. When you understand that the name of Jesus is a cosmic credit card, and it's not about who you are, it's not about where you go to church, it's not about what your parents did, but it's about what Christ has done. There is power in the name of of jesus it is good in three worlds that's why when we pray we pray in jesus name of course and so every name had a purpose in the bible you remember when the angel spoke to joseph he said this she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name jesus now the complete jewish bible if you have a jewish bible it will say yeshua You will call him Yeshua. So again, is is Yeshua the right name? Is Jesus the right name? Is Jesus the right name? I would say yes. I have Jewish friends who refer to him as Yeshua. By the way, if you ever go to Israel, they will always know Jesus as Yeshua. All right? So you know that because they're Hebrew. They would know him as Yeshua. It says he will save his people from their sins. Because the name Jesus, the name Yeshua, the name Jesus all mean the same thing, Yahweh saves. So when you use that name, there's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, and that's Jesus. And can I tell you, the world as a whole, my opinion, the world as a whole is tired of pushing denomination. The world as a whole is tired of pushing a particular church or denomination, but the world is never tired of Jesus. And I believe we need to lift Jesus up, and we need to focus on that one thing that draws us all together as believers. That's why when we pray, Jesus taught his disciples to pray in his name. One of his promises, and don't you love, when Jesus talks about prayer, he always uses those big words, whatever, whatsoever you ask. And so it says here in John 14, whatever you ask in my name, That will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's why when we pray, we say, in Jesus' name. We don't come to God based on our performance last week. Whether we've had a good week, a bad week, doesn't matter. But when you come in Jesus' name, He always has a good week. He always is Lord of lords and King of kings. So when you come in his name and use that cosmic credit card, it has little to do with who you are and everything to do with who he is. And so the name of Jesus, you know, when they did ministry, they would do it in his name. Here in Mark chapter 9, Jesus said, No one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. You know, the disciples would say to Jesus, Jesus, there's someone casting out a demon, and they're not following us. And Jesus says, it doesn't matter if they're following you. If they're doing it in my name, they're on our side. And so we got to really make sure... We understand. He says, For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. Something as simple as giving a cup of water in the name of Jesus he remembers. You know, everything we do should be to lift up Jesus. It's not so that I'm noticed. It's not so that people think I'm somebody. But everything we do should be in his name to lift up the name of Jesus. That's really important. We already mentioned warfare. I love how the 70 came back. Jesus sent them out in Luke chapter 10. It says the 70 returned with joy, saying, even the demons are subject to us in your name. I want to tell you that demons understand the power of the name of Jesus. That's why they want us to talk about everything but Jesus, because they know that you have authority, even Charlie, eight years old, has authority as a believer in the name of Jesus. They understand that. By the way, a funny passage in Acts chapter 19, you remember Paul was casting out demons in the name of Jesus, and there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest, and they said, you know what, I think we're going to use that name Jesus. That seems to work for Paul. And so they tried to cast a demon out of somebody by the Jesus that Paul preached. That's what it says. So that these unbelievers were using the name of Jesus because they saw Paul using it. And the demon said this to these seven sons. They said, Paul, we know. Jesus, we know. But who are you? Can I just say this? You want hell to know your name because you belong to Christ. And I love how the Bible says the demons jumped on those guys and stripped them of all their clothing, and they ran out buck naked. That would have been an interesting day at church. Amen? So the name of Jesus in the, in the eyes and the mouth of a believer is powerful. But for an unbeliever, it has no clout. It's only powerful for a child of his who has come to know him as Lord and Savior. I love in Mark chapter 16, as Mark gives his version of the Great Commission, Jesus said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Jesus said, in my name, great things are gonna happen. I believe every church really should be ministering in the name of Jesus. And again, it's not about getting people to our church. It's not about promoting the church. It's about promoting Jesus. I think people are still hungry to experience Jesus. I really do. When it came to the multitude after uh, Peter had healed that that, uh, lame guy in Acts chapter 3, Peter said to the multitude, It was in his name, through faith in his name, that has made this man strong. Peter said, It wasn't me. It was in the name of Jesus. By his power did this guy walk. And that's why when we pray for people, we should always pray in Jesus' name. And even if you want to add, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, we're praying for healing. I mean, I will sometimes pray even in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And so they were disturbed. The Sadducees always got upset because they were teaching and preaching In the name of Jesus. Now, the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in the afterlife. And somebody said that was why they were sad, you see, because they never believed in that. But here in Acts 4, they were all upset because Peter and John were teaching and preaching in Jesus. They were greatly disturbed that they taught the people and they preached in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. And so again, they were very, very bold. And so they were warned, they commanded Peter and John not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Can I just say to every Sunday school teacher, we should be teaching in the name of Jesus. We should be teaching to lift up Jesus and in the power of that name. But they warned them not to teach or preach in the name of Jesus. And I love their answer when they said, we can't help it. I mean, when you encounter Jesus, you can't help but talk about him. I mean, when you really, by the way, you can go through the Gospels. Every time somebody encountered Jesus and understood who he was, they automatically told people. Even when he told them not to say anything, they couldn't help it. And you find me somebody in love with Jesus, and I'll find you somebody that's going to be sharing everywhere they go. Because it's impossible to love Jesus and not talk about him because you're going to want other people to know Jesus as well. And so, again, as I just mentioned, Peter said, we can't help but speak the things we've seen and heard. we got to talk about Him. You know, several years ago, there was somebody in our community uh, that was pushing Jesus. Had Him on billboards everywhere. How many of you remember the big green billboards with the white letters, the Jesus billboards? Now, I'm just just being honest. When I used to go by the Jesus billboards. i thought, man, why why green with white letters? It kind of reminded me of Christmas. I don't know why. Why green with white letters? Well, I had the privilege of meeting Brian Brand, who is the one behind the Jesus Name Project. And Brian, I asked Brian, I said, why green with white letters? Why not neon yellow? I like neon yellow. Why Why not some other color? He said when God kind of put it on his heart to promote the name of Jesus he said every highway sign every directional sign on the highway is green with white letters and he said I felt like God wanted me to put up the name of Jesus for the ultimate direction in life I said I like green with white letters I really like green with white letters it's my favorite it made so much sense. And so I called Brian yesterday. Brian's been at our church a couple times, and, and I called Brian. I said, hey, you got any stories? I mean, putting up the Jesus billboards, and you got any stories? And, and, I, and I've heard stories personally of uh, one particular guy that was going to go commit suicide. He went by a Jesus billboard, and somehow that name, there's something about that name that he pulled over, and he changed his mind. I've heard some unbelievable stories, and Brian shared with me a couple stories. He said, one, there was some guys that would commute to St. Louis, and they came, as they were coming into St. Louis, they would always go by a Jesus billboard. And uh, all the guys in the car were believers except one, and he was a professed atheist. And so every day they drove by, every day they drove by the Jesus sign, and finally one of the guys in the car said to the atheist, "What, what do you think about that sign? And to their amazement, he said, I like it. It's not about promoting a church. It's not about asking for anything. It's about as simple as you can get. It just has the name of Jesus. By the way, he told me he even won an award for one of the best-designed billboards. Not anything to it, just Jesus. It's so simple. It's not promoting a church, it's not promoting a denomination, it's not asking for anything. I'm just here to tell you, there's something powerful about the name of Jesus. How many of you remember the Jesus yard signs? Anybody here see any Jesus yard signs? Can I tell you where that originated? Right here. I used to go down and see my dad in Farmington. I'd go through Potosi or different ways down there, Herculaneum. There were Jesus yard signs everywhere. It all began here. Actually, there was a guy in our church. His name was J.P. Bridgefort. He lived in Red Barn down here, and he said, I've got a drug house next door to me. J.P. was in his low 30s, had all kinds of physical conditions. But he said, I've got a drug house next to me. And he said, is there any way I could get a yard sign with just Jesus on it? I want to put the yard sign between my driveway and their driveway. And every time somebody comes to buy drugs, I want them to see Jesus. I said, JP, you are radical, man. I love it. So I called Brian. Hey, have you ever thought about a yard sign? And he hadn't ever thought about it, but he said, let me check into it. And he was able to get the yard signs that were the green, the highway green with the white letters. And, and we literally have ordered hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands. And it all started with a young man right over here in Red Barn who came to me and said, I'd love to promote Jesus next to my drug house. By the way, J.P. JP passed away. Uh, Just really a short time after that, he was in his mid-30s, had all kinds of physical problems. J.P. passed away, and guess what we put on the inside of his casket, on the inside of the head, we put a Jesus sign. That was buried with him, because he was the one that had the idea to get a Jesus yard sign. And you know what was really kind of cool? It was in a year of an election, You know how cool it is with all those political signs out there right in the middle to have a Jesus yard sign? That's cool. By the way, somebody used to get those yard signs, and it was somebody in our church, and they told me, I've had six of them stolen. Every time I put a new one out, it's gone. Now, surely it's not a Christian stealing it. Did one of you steal it so you could have one for your yard? Anyway, I wouldn't think it'd be a Christian. I wouldn't think an unbeliever would want it. But he said i did something pastor and they didn't steal it anymore i said what would you do he said i got a new one i stuck it out in my yard and i wrote on the bottom of it thou shalt not steal <laughs> he said they didn't take it anymore that's a tip you may want to use it i don't know by the way somebody was in the middle service and they just bought a jeep they just bought a Jeep, and they said it came with a, a bumper sticker on it that said, We Speak Jeep. Only Jeep, oh, a couple of you Jeep people, yeah, yeah, we know what you're talking about. He goes, you know what? We ought to get a sticker that says, We Speak Jesus. That's radical. But Brian Brand, I, I, I tell you, nobody, I don't know anybody in our area that has promoted the name of Jesus more than Brian. And then we got radical. We went to, we got some banners made and some bumper stickers. There was never a Jesus bumper sticker that I know of, but actually Tim Maxey that works over at Stratman Feed, who was a member here, they were ordering through a printing company. I said to Tim, can you check on a bumper sticker? We want it with the highway green paint with white letters. And so our church Our church originated all the bumper stickers and we ordered hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands and literally I see them all over the place on the back of people's car. And by the way, if you put it up, I like putting it up on the window because it's up a little bit higher. But how many of you know when you got a Jesus bumper sticker on your car, it affects how you drive? A couple times I forgot couple times I got upset and I may have cut somebody off. I remembered I got the Jesus bumper sticker. By the way, so as you're reading it from the back, now if you you have it in the back of your window and you turn around and look at it, it's Jesus backwards. But a crazy thing is if you look through your rear view mirror, which reverses it, when you look through your rear view mirror, it says Jesus. And so every time your blood pressure starts to rise, you look in the rearview mirror, calm down. Calm down. So by the way, if you want to give a good gift to somebody who stresses out in traffic, get them a bumper sticker for Christmas. So if you get a bumper sticker for Christmas, your family knows. Your family knows. And they love you and they care. But these bumper stickers originated here with our church. I consider Brian a good friend. I called him yesterday. He was in a meeting. He answered the phone, said, hey, let me call you on my way back. He was down in Potosi. But we, we just kind of shared and talked about the name Jesus. I'm just telling you, we serve a mighty God. We serve a God that if we just lift up Jesus. It's, it's not about us. It's just about Jesus. I want to close a couple passages. This is in Acts 4, when they were told not to teach or preach in the name of Jesus. They go back to the church, uh, Peter and John, and they, they start praying. And they pray that God would give them a boldness. And this was their prayer. Let's read it together. Grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus and so they pray. They say, God, give us a boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal. The signs and wonders are done. And I want to tell you, when, when you look through the book of Acts, anytime you find a miracle, you'll find the preaching of Jesus. In Acts 3, when that one lame guy was healed, the Bible says thousands, thousands gathered together. And when they gathered together, Peter didn't form a healing line. He got up and preached Jesus And as a result of that one miracle, bringing thousands of people together, Peter preached Jesus, and about that day, the Bible says, about 5,000 got saved. How many of you think that's an okay Sunday? I want to tell you, when God's power and God's presence and God's name all get mixed together, great things happen. Now you say, I don't know if I like that prayer. I, I don't know if I like that prayer. You may not like it, but God did. Because here's what the Bible says happened. When they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. God liked that prayer. Can I tell you, the early church, man, they rocked their world because they did everything in the name of Jesus, for the name of Jesus, and to His glory. I want us all to stand We're going to do a Jesus cheer, and then we're going to have a song. The song is, I Speak Jesus. But we're going to do a Jesus cheer first. We haven't done it for a while. I've been doing these since I was a young, young pastor. I had the privilege of going to uh, Belleville, Illinois, to do a revival back when I was about 23 years old. I was young. Guess who the pastor at Belleville, Illinois was? Ron Heimer. How many of you know Ron? Ron's a member here now. Well, Ron was a pastor there. I went as a, uh, doing a youth revival because one of my friends, Andy, was the youth pastor there. And so, and I said to Ron, by the way, I said, Ron, do you remember me? He said, not really, not really. (laughs) That hurt. I, I, I pretty much have that impression. You don't really remember me. But by the way, whether you remember my name is not a big deal. But whether you remember Jesus is everything. But I remember the last night of the revival, I told Andy, I said, I think we're going to do a Jesus cheer tonight. I think we're going to do a Jesus cheer. Now, Belleville was kind of a high church. It was an uppity-up, some well-to-do. You know what kind of church I'm talking about. It was, it, was, it was kind of uppity-up. And there was one lady who sat on the second pew right over here that was very proper. Everything was proper. And he said to me, this one lady, man, if you do a Jesus cheer, I am done here. I said, I'm going to risk it, Andy. I'm going to risk it. But I got up that night and I said, hey, this is no reflection on Andy. It's no reflection on the church. I'm just doing a Jesus cheer. And if you don't like me, I'm out of here tonight. And so I got them all up. I said, man, I want you to do a Jesus cheer. I want you to put your fist up in the air. And guess who cheered the loudest? She about came out of her shoes. Who would have ever thought this little, sweet, loving, proper Believer would come out of her shoes to shout Jesus. I found out a long time ago, inside of all of us, we want to lift up that name. So here we go. The only way I know how to do it, just like high school. Give me a J. J. All right, that's not bad. That's not bad. That was a 9:30 cheer, but we gotta go 10:50. 10:50. All right. Now, whatever your best, I'm just asking you to give me your best. I don't want you to punch out, but up. All right, make sure you go up. I want you to give me the best you have. If you're, not a, if you're not a hand raiser, just do it at the wrist. All right, just, nobody will see you. Nobody will see you. If you're not a shouter, just grunt. Just grunt, Jesus. Just give me the best you got. But I don't want to see you at the ball game. Woo! Woo! Go Sally! And then not be able to shout in church. You guys ready? Yep. I sense something good's going to happen right here. All right, we want to lift up the name to heaven, earth, and under the earth. All right, here we go. Give me a J. J. That was really good. Give me an E. J. Give me an S. S. Give me a U. U. Give me an S. S. What's the spell? Jesus. I can't hear you. Jesus. Who's Lord of Lords? Jesus. Who's king of kings? Jesus. Who's worthy of all of our praise? Jesus. The Bible says there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved.